Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 196 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I'm Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are here to talk to you again about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's going on in our own lives. Carly, how have you been this last week? Fabulous. Very fabulous. I uh, Friday night, I got to hang out with Attractions Blake, and we watched the new drone show at Carowinds. Oh, and thumbs up? So, I, so at this point, I think I've seen... Dollywood, Holiday World, mm-hmm. Disneyland Paris. This was the best. You are one. drone show expert. Uh, the best one. Yeah. That's saying a lot coming from you. I know. All right. I know. I was surprised. My husband was like, "I'm emotional." I'm like, "This is." We were just like, we loved it. It was so well done. Uh, highly recommend. It's going to be running, I believe, nightly, which is pretty impressive. Uh, it was excellent. Well, was- they're right there on the state lines. So if they just go overboard with the drones, they can just, you know, hop from one state to another. Right. No one knows who has jurisdiction. We'll never catch it. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. It, I, that, it I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm sure it is all very safe and professionally done. Um, uh, yes. def- yeah, that's that's a park on on my bucket list. Someday I'm going to make a, a swing through the south and and hit that one uh, for yes. sure. Fury um, 325. Oh, have you managed? Has your face managed to like restore from from being stretched back? Honestly, it is like one of the most smooth rides. I I just love it. It just feels like you're flying, you know. It's and especially yeah. like after doing like Wildcat Revenge, where I'm like, I need mm-hmm. like a cigar and like right. thirty minutes to just like decompress. You go on Fury three two five, and you're like, oh, this is just fun, you know. Uh, Sometimes you don't want the intensity; you just want to fly, and that's what that is for me. Fantastic. Uh, well, I didn't do anything quite that exciting. Um, I got to see The Flash in a movie theater, uh, which was, uh, there's a lot of fun cameos in there. Um, I, I would say if you are, uh, if nothing else, if you are a fan of Kevin Smith's legendary story about John Peters and the giant spider, uh, if, if, if you know what I'm talking about, uh, you must see uh, the ending of The Flash. Um uh, and, uh, I also, um, just, uh, hunkered down and got some work done. Um, yeah. so that's, that's always fun. Always. <laughs> and of course the big thing on Friday was we found out that Minion Cafe was going to be opening the following day. Oh, absolutely. And that a soft launch. <laughs> that was my big theme park trip, uh, for the weekend. And, uh, and we will definitely chat a little about that when we, uh, get to that in the, the uh, news this week. Yes. Um, but it's speaking of which, without any further ado, let's just jump into the news. All right, first up in the news, we finally have all the details on Christmas and the holidays coming to Walt Disney World in 2023. Uh, And that is going to include, uh, for the first time, a hard ticket holiday event at Disney's Hollywood Studios called Jollywood Nights. Yes, uh, halfway to holidays. It is a bizarre time of the year. I, (laughs) I love Christmas. I am not a Grinch, I promise. I am like 
super holidays. It's just so crazy. Right. To be talking it, about it now. I, it's so strange. It's like a hundred degrees out. It's like the, the summer solstice. It's like the, the hottest, longest time uh, day of the year. Uh, and we are already talking about Christmas. <laughs> yes. I mean, for planning purposes, it makes sense. Especially, Absolutely. you know, Disney World just dropped an insane amount of discounts and they cover like the holiday months. Mm -hmm. So if you are planning, now is the time to do so. But, you know, we're going to be talking about Jollywood Nights. That was the biggest one. And of course, the Mickey's Very Merry, they announced dates for that, along with a few new things. Yep. Um, so uh, the, the Jollywood Nights, we've got a whole story and video and everything going into all the details about it on attractionsmagazine.com but basically uh, it's 10 select nights uh, where you will have to purchase a hard ticket uh, will not be included in annual passes or any kind of uh, multi-day pass um, and uh, you know it's it's got a bunch of entertainment that used to be included for free in regular park admission plus some new stuff yeah. so mix of old and new um, also, uh, at, uh, speaking of new, uh, at the Magic Kingdom, uh, there is a new Frozen Holiday Surprise at the castle. Now, it used to be the Frozen Holiday Wish. I think it, mm -hmm. that was yep. the old name. So we changed the name a little. Um, it says, for the first time in forever, guests will be able to join Elsa, Anna, Olaf, Kristoff, and the Snogies. Snowgies or Snowgies? How do we pronounce it? I say Snowgies, but I All right, go for it. Uh, to join them all at, at uh, Cinderella's Castle um, for brand new entertainment that will illuminate the castle in a new way. Um, this new way will probably be projection mapping only because there yes. won't be physical decorations on the castle. If you remember the icicles that they used to hang up that I thought looked kind of cool. Um, that won't be happening. Um, but uh, this will be something that you can see both during regular park hours and during the hard ticket uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. So one thing be not behind a paywall. That's yes, <laughs> yes. Um, speaking of that paywall, that's happening on 25 nights. Uh, starts November 9th, runs through December 22nd. Um, there's stage shows, the Mickey's Most Merriest Celebration, Minnie's Wonderful Christmas Fireworks, uh, and a special Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade, which is very popular. Um, though most of that entertainment you can see uh, with regular park admission the last week uh, up till Christmas and between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, but if you want to see it uh, between November 9th and the 22nd of December, uh, you're pretty much going to need one of those hard tickets. Definitely. And they are expensive hard tickets. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, this year price is but... $159 <laughs> is the starting Harsh. price, but good luck uh, finding a night at that price. Uh, it goes up to $199. If you break yeah. that down per hour, uh, even compared to a you know regular one-day park ticket, that is a lot. Um, you are going to get uh, shorter lines. We used to say really short lines for all right. the attractions, but Honestly, it's shorter because, um, you know, uh, it's still you're still going to wait a few minutes. Um, uh, and Tron uh, will not be running a standby queue. It will be using a virtual queue. So uh, you'll have one opportunity, I guess, uh, just like you would have an opportunity during the day. Um, I assume that if you had both a daytime ticket and a hard ticket, you'd be able to uh, maybe ride Tron twice in the same day. Uh, but. Boy, that would be an expensive way to ride. No. Twice I mean, honestly, with any of these events, HHN, I find myself enjoying it most if I don't do anything during the day. 
Otherwise, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Oh no. You sleep know? in. Sleep in the day oh, before. You know. Have a nice lunch. Leisurely yeah. brunch or whatever, and then mm -hmm. save your energy because you're going to need it. You're going to be up and you're going to be walking. Definitely. Uh, you want to make the most out of it if you're spending all that money, and that's going to mean hustling around to do rides, plus all the you know exclusive entertainment and characters and whatnot. Mm. So outside of the Magic Kingdom, we've already mentioned the Jollywood uh, Nights hard ticket event. Um, you will get to see the Sunset Greetings projection yes, show. That. Uh, that is a lot of fun on Sunset Boulevard. Uh, transforms the uh, billboards and also the uh, the Tower of Terror itself. Um, that is free. Um, there'll be snowfall on select nights. Um, and they've got some new holiday costumes for Woody, Jesse, and Buzz in Toy Story Land. Um, and of course, Minnie does a holiday character dinner at Hollywood in Vine. Um, yes. And honestly, aesthetically, I think Hollywood Studios is the best during yeah. Christmas time. It just, the, the, well, the, so the, good. the vintage in kind of, uh, uh, kind of that Coca Cola Santa Claus look mm. from the 1940s, 50s, early 60s, especially the way they do around Echo Lake. Um, oh, yeah. Seeing the dinosaur with his hat on yes. every year, Santa hat, it gets me every year. But I also really love what they do over at Animal Kingdom with yes. the Merry Menagerie, mm. so uh, these winter themed animal puppets uh, that um, uh, patrol around the uh, in front of the Tree of Life. Um, Plus, and then at night, they have the holiday edition of the Awakenings projections on the tree. Um, and, of course, Mickey and Minnie doing meet and greets uh, in holiday clothes. Um, it's not as flashy as the other parks, but uh, but I like a lot. Right. And I think you could do a lot of, if you want to do a holiday trip without going to a hard ticket event, mm -hmm. there's certainly plenty oh, of sure. to do the treats that are available during the day. You know, yep. you can make a, a holiday themed visit without doing a hard ticket. Yep. Um, Magic Kingdom. Uh, you don't need a hard ticket to experience the Jingle Cruise. Uh, that is coming back. You're probably going to want to buy Genie Plus, though, uh, to experience right. that because that is uh, Jungle Cruise already gets crazy lines these days. And that is even more popular than the regular version. Right. And we don't get the amount of overlays that Disneyland no. gets. No, so. we didn't, we're not getting a, a small world or a haunted mansion overlay. No. So it's pretty, Jungle Cruise is pretty much it. Oh, uh, we get. do. I think there is some lighting effects inside uh, Space Mountain uh, that they're bringing back for oh. the holidays. But uh, uh, yeah, definitely we don't get uh, all of the bling that California does. Uh, Epcot is, of course, bringing up back the candlelight processional. I mean, they couldn't sell dining packages mm -hmm. without it. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, that is going to run November 24th through December 30th. You've also got the storytellers uh, that came back a couple of years ago after being suspended during the pandemic. Uh, the music, musical acts, the holiday kitchens, all the usual holiday festivities. Um, Santa yeah. Claus is going to be back in the Odyssey Pavilion again. And my favorite part is the Christmas lights that they do in Living with the Land in the greenhouse. Oh, so good when you go through that tunnel. It's, mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that is magical. And honestly, like Festival of the Holidays, just because it's one of the smaller ones is my favorite now because it's not as crazy as, you know, like food and wine festival. Sure. And it's like, oh, okay, I can eat outside in cooler temperatures. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's much it. more comfortable. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. People seem to be a little less rowdy maybe yes. at the Christmas <laughs> event and yeah. compared to how they can get it food and wine or flowering garden. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so you want to experience some Disney magic, but you just don't want to pay for a park ticket at all. Uh, Disney Springs is the place to go. Um, they've got the Christmas tree stroll. Um, they are, they've got stuff at Jock Lindsay's hangar bar. Um, there's decor and specials all over the complex. Um, I don't know that we have uh, uh, details yet on meeting Santa Claus this year, but they've been using a virtual line system for the yeah. last couple it's of years. Pretty uh, easy to use too. The yeah. virtual at Disney Springs. Usually, they'll have a QR code on a sign right mm -hmm. after you get out of the garage that lets you uh, join that list, um, and then you can shop at your leisure until it's it's your turn. Um, you, he Santa shows up everywhere. I mean, even yes. at Blizzard Beach. So honestly, you, you'll you'll find <laughs> if you can't not run into santa claus somewhere at disney for christmas um so a lot of stuff coming back you know i think we're kind of finally back to where we were even before in terms of the amount of entertainment for christmas Correct. uh mm -hmm. pre-pandemic um some things now are paywalled <laughs> that weren't before but that's how the world works right all right and that is why i also love universal holidays because <laughs> Everything uh, is included in the parade, and it's just so magical. So also do that. Please. Well, Universal still can't get their uh, Halloween announcements all oh, yeah. out quite yet. So let's give them a little time to do Halloween before we uh, force them to release Christmas. Uh, but our next story up uh, is going to be Hopping Coasts, and we're going to do this whole thing again for Disneyland Resort. Uh, yes, 2023 holidays at Disneyland uh, a lot of stuff in common with Disney World. But they got some stuff of their own, uh, including some brand new holiday outfits debuting for Mickey and Minnie. Um, festive mid-century modern inspired attire. So good. So, so, so good. I love these outfits when I saw it. Yeah. Mickey's got a really uh, cute sweater uh, going on. Looks like and, they're like kind of good at Palm Springs after their shift. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And and Minnie's got the like kind of shawl thing with the it's the green perfect. belt with the red dress. I think uh, it's it's a nice nice combo. Yes, um, and of course the biggie there: holiday ride transformations. The yes. overlays there are perfection, chef's kiss. So we're excited that we uh, got some news about that. Absolutely. So. Um, the uh no announcement has been officially made yet about the return of haunted mansion holiday but i would place money on that coming back they get a new gingerbread ca uh cake on the um on the ballroom table every year and other than that it's pretty much the same attraction from year to year but it's always a favorite always gets mm -hmm. uh, long long lines so good. um but uh we're gonna get the uh small world holiday overlay coming back um, and that includes both the overlay inside and swapping out the music, uh, plus those regular projection shows that they do on the exterior. Both uh, they're so nice when they do those in the sun setting, and it's just, you know, it's really pretty. Yep. Um, new details uh, have been revealed. Uh, so last year, uh, the event run ran November 11th, through January 8th. Um, so we're guessing that the time frame is going to be uh, very similar. Um, we also know that the Festival of the Holidays is going to return to DCA. Um, and uh, that's a celebration of all holidays, but mostly Christmas. Um, it's a Muppet Vision joke. Mm -hmm. uh, no, they actually squeeze in uh, Navidad, Hanukkah, Diwali, Kwanzaa, and Three Kings Day in there. 
Um, also so a great festival. A great festival, absolutely. Um, you can find more about uh, all of Disneyland's happenings uh, on our website, attractionsmagazine.com, or at disneyland.disney.go.com. I am really hoping uh, that I can make it out to Disneyland this year for either Halloween or Christmas. I haven't been there for a holiday celebration since uh, since right after the pandemic. So, And it's almost Oogie Boogie ticket time very soon. Yes. Uh, yeah, Michael points out that the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay has been at Disneyland since 2001. It's gone yeah. through some evolution over the years, but it is crazy to think that uh, it is, yeah. I mean, it, it can order a drink now. Right. You know, it's it's <laughs> True. it's it's probably older than a lot of people who are listening to this podcast. So, wow. Um, oh, more Christmas. More, no, 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 no. How did I get two of those? Sorry. Didn't mean to bring that up twice. Uh, Disneyland Pride Night. That is our next topic. And it is one for the history books. On June 13th, Disneyland Resort made history with uh, the first ever LGBTQ plus pride celebration inside a United States um, uh, Disney park. Now, there have obviously been um, plenty of uh, pride events, um, gay days, things like that held. But those have always been third party events, uh, private events that were either just held uh, during the day, un, you know, unofficially or was a, a private buyout at night. Uh, this is um, the first time that Disney themselves has had their own hard ticket event uh, dedicated to pride. And from the pictures I saw, it looked amazing. Absolutely. I had a lot of friends there. I was following, you know, all the videos and stuff. It looked like a genuine party. Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like, you know, after hours events don't really have that party feel, but this was like so lively and just, it looked like so much fun with music, lights, everything. Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, obviously tickets for this sold out. Uh, and the folks who were lucky enough to uh, get in were uh, saw rainbows, rainbows everywhere. Anywhere that you could throw a projection or a colored <laughs> lighting gobo, uh, they threw up a rainbow from uh, you know Small World exterior to Big Thunder Trail uh, to banners on the Main Street train station. Uh, and you could also eat a rainbow. Uh, they oh, had so rainbow-colored uh, food of every kind. The gray stuff is the one that I wanted to try. It looks yes. amazing. Is it? I mean, if it's gray stuff, but it's rainbow, is it still gray stuff? And it was like, <laughs> if a tree falls in the forest, no one hears it. Doesn't make a sound. I don't know. No, um, this was really epic. Uh, last year, Disneyland Paris did a Pride Night, and it yes. kind of looked like similar vibes. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're at like a dance party. You know, and this this lived up to it. Absolutely. Well, they had uh, special welcome fireworks. Um, they had uh, character cavalcades. They had parade floats uh, with DJs and characters partying. Um, we've got a great video on our YouTube channel of the Pride Night Cavalcade that you can check out. Um, and they have uh, they they did some interesting things with character interactions. Uh, the one big issue that I always have with these uh, hard ticket events is that you get lines sometimes half hour, an hour or more just to meet a character because it's a rare character. Right. Um, and 
you know, that's great, but I prefer seeing them out and about, not just stuck in a place, but like right. interacting with people, dancing, you know, um, it's more organic, you know, and exactly you get your picture free range um, characters is what yeah. we call it. And that's, that's my favorite kind of character interaction. Same. I mean, I'm, I'm no, you're probably like, you're not going to wait an hour in a line to do a, a picture, but yeah. you know, the way Oogie Boogie Bash does it. I love, I think that is genius. Perfect. You kind of walk around and it looks like at the event, they did some Oogie Boogie style character. Yeah, interaction. yeah absolutely. Know? Absolutely. Um, uh, uh, yes, the the uh, when they kind of have a uh, treat trail where you're sort of zigzagging through a queue and they've got a character up and they're usually very interactive. They're not mm -hmm. just standing there posing for a picture, but they're heckling the crowd. Uh, they're doing improv. And then uh, you get some food, you get some candy at the end. Uh, this time they had no candy, uh, <laughs> but they had that similar sort of thing. Uh, and they had some really rare characters, like we mentioned, uh, uh, Jane and Turk from... Uh, Tarzan here and uh, the muses um, from Hercules. Cool. Mm -hmm. uh, that was really neat. Um, so, uh, of course, they did have, uh, you know, lineups taking uh, more traditional photo pass pictures, uh, photo pass always included in these uh, hard ticket events. Um, but I, you know, I think that a lot of people came to dance and yeah. uh, they had dj set up uh pretty much everywhere uh floating dj in the middle of the rivers of america you gotta love that uh stitch was over in tomorrowland uh they even opened up the golden horseshoe oh. and just you know seeing crowds of people just packed onto main street uh dancing away uh it was really really kind of amazing um That's so fun so uh considering that this one sold out um i would yeah we'd be pretty shocked if this uh, did not come back next year. Um, I would love to see it uh, come here to Florida. Um, I don't know if the political climate uh, here in Florida right now is that friendly to it, unfortunately, but um, uh, I'm really uh, glad to see that uh, California had such great success with it. All right, are you ready for our next story? Yes. All right. Well, I had mentioned before that we have to get through uh, HHN announcements before we can talk about Universal Christmas. And we finally have one. People have been uh, desperate on social media for a house announcement, and they got a big one. The Last of Us Part One, uh, the hit PlayStation video game from Naughty Dog and Sony is coming to Orlando and Hollywood, Hollywood Halloween Horror Nights this year confirmed very exciting uh i haven't played this game but you know my sister kind of gave me a rundown of what it's all about and it sounds like it's going to be amazing and also very scary um i am an xbox person so i have not played it either unfortunately uh but i have watched uh lots of youtube videos um and i've heard a lot about the hbo series uh, it is directly based on the game, no. not the series, but the series is, seems to be really closely based on the game. So um, I think if, if you've seen either, you'll get it. And honestly, it's a haunted house involving zombies that are, are seem to be made of fungus. Uh, right. There's something to do with mold in, in wheat, flour. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that was a plot twist or spoiler alert, but... Um, 
anyway, uh, it's going to have lots of gooey things uh, chasing after you in the dark. Uh, how much do you really need to know about this, the backstory to right. enjoy uh, one of Universal's haunted houses? Uh, if, you, if you don't, you don't anything, it's, yeah. it can be just an original IP to you if, uh, if you've never played the game, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I, this looks really fun. So it's going to be set in a ravaged civilization and it's going to follow the two uh, main characters. So uh, I expect uh, lots of screams and jump scares because if you've seen a picture of these creatures, they look really nasty. Yeah. Yeah, they um they look it looks to me this the the art style of, of the game looks more like John Carpenter's The Thing than your typical mm -hmm. Romero style zombie. Um this is gonna be on both coasts. So uh we've got an article with some quotes from both Laura Sauls, who uh works here in Orlando, and John Murdy, who is out at HHN in Hollywood. Um, so if you are bi-coastal, uh, you might be able to get to see them both and, uh, see the little subtle differences between them. Yes. Uh, I, I love figuring out like the, just the different things and the choices. Like this is so bizarre, but like, you remember Blumhouse last year, the black phone part? Yes. In Orlando, when the grabber was in the kitchen on the chair, he had a shirt on, but in Hollywood, he was shirtless. And uh, I was like, I wonder why, I mean... <laughs> It's just weird. These little changes why, you know, those decisions are made. Um, well, I think that uh, this game's got a lot of fans. It's actually been around for 10 years. I didn't realize mm -hmm. that the game is that old. Um, so it's built up a big fan base uh, who are going to be really excited to follow in the footsteps of Joel and Ellie uh, as they uh, try to escape the mayhem of the infected. Uh, you're going to see runners, stalkers, clickers, and also hunters, uh, who are the human bad guys, uh, as you try to navigate the Pittsburgh quarantine zone. And uh, I can tell you, you know, Pittsburgh without zombies can be scary enough. Facts. So. <laughs> uh, so this all starts in Hollywood on September 7th uh, and kicks off a week earlier in Orlando on September 1st. Um, tickets and vacation packages are available now. And uh, not for nothing, but our uh, rumor queue uh, column called this a while ago. Um, and uh, so if you are, uh, so we're batting one for one right now. And uh, we've also predicted that Stranger Things Season 4 is also going to be coming up. Uh, so um, keep your fingers crossed. Hopefully that prediction will come oh, yes. true as well. I restarted Stranger Things this weekend as a way to manifest a next announcement. Uh, <laughs> if you follow Horror Nights on socials, they did post... It will be a week until our next announcement or something like that. So I think I think you're going to see a regular drop of announcements now. Yeah. Yep. Let's For let's sure. hope. Um, I'm wondering if everything with like the Minion Land delayed, messed up things. Who knows? You know. Speaking of which, yes, Minion Cafe, the bakery, the store, and more have now soft opened at Minion Land on Illumination Avenue at Universal Studios, Florida. And I was there on opening day to try some of the food. Uh, so here's the story. We've been talking a lot about Villain Con, which is the mm -hmm. new shooting dark ride, if you can call a moving walkway a ride, <coughs> that is coming, uh, replacing Shrek 4D. 
uh, it's opening summer. Um, summer. I think a lot of people yes. were hoping that summer would mean like Memorial Day or Fourth of July. Um, looking closer to August uh, for that. Still no official opening date, but uh, looking closer to August for a grand opening. Um, they're doing training. They're doing testing right now. But uh, the rest of the land is basically open now. And uh, the centerpiece of this is Minion Cafe, um, used to be Monsters Cafe. And I got to say, I was not a hater of Monsters Cafe. I liked a lot of stuff there. But I like their is, mac and cheese. This is a huge, huge upgrade in every way. Visually, um, I, I miss the. I love the classic monsters, and we're going to see a lot more of them when Epic yep. uh, opens. Mm -hmm. But this is, I think, the best decorated minion thing I've seen them do yet. Uh, even better wow. than the minion cafe that they have out in California. Um, wow, that's big. You walk in, uh, and the main room that used to be where. Uh, you used to order your food and see, uh, you know, them cooking it in the back. This is now the kitchen area. Uh, and there's this big kind of sculpture. I kind of wish it had a little more kinetic movement. Um, you know, like this, I wish this thing would rotate or something. But it's really clever with lots of little Easter eggs. Um, it's this kind of Rube Goldberg contraption of bananas and <laughs> spirals, uh, slides and things that the minions are making your food on uh and then the whole rest of the building each room has a different theme there's one that's the bedroom of the minions and you can see um kind of their their uh their toys and their souvenirs and then another side is the break room for the offices and there's a snack machine and their lockers and, and just there's so much detail 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 everywhere so much stuff to look at right I, and i love the food at the hollywood version but the inside is really just like a quick service restaurant uh, there's not really a lot of theming it's more exterior so. exactly exactly uh this in and out really well themed and i gotta say the the, the minion cafe in hollywood isn't bad this i thought was a definite improvement in the variety and the quality and also the portion size i was i was impressed that um prices were pretty much standard for universal but i thought the portion sizes were all pretty generous what did you um, eat so the the thing that i tried uh myself and then i i met with some people who tried pretty much everything on the menu mm -hmm. uh right here the otto's noodle bowl uh, so which good. is an udon noodle soup. Uh, it's sort of like a ramen, but with uh, thicker, softer noodles. Um, it had charred corn uh, kernels, which were excellent. It had a wow. really nice shrimp dumpling that had great flavor. Um, a tar egg, which is a hard-boiled egg cooked in soy sauce. So it's got a little flavor to the outside. Um, it's got pork uh, that is kind of uh, thin and shredded. Uh, a lot of times they use a pork belly that's a little too thick and chewy, but this was um, really kind of finely chopped. Um, my only complaint is that they called it a tonkatsu broth. Uh, and if you know ramen, tonkatsu mm -hmm. is usually a very creamy, heavy, mm -hmm. white broth that's um, it's made with pork bone. It's and rich, can, yeah. it, Yes, mm -hmm. it like coats the inside of your mouth. And this, um, it, the flavor wasn't bad, but it was more... Excuse me. Uh, more of a um, almost a chicken broth. Uh, it was yeah. not that unctuous, thick 
broth of a real tonkatsu. Well, that's a bummer. Uh, I, I always get a pork broth when yeah. I do ramen. I, the chicken is too, the chicken broth is too yeah. thin, you know, yeah. it's more it, soupy. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it, like I said, not, not bad uh, for theme park uh japanese food it was excellent uh for for a theme park that's not in japan yeah um but uh compared to your local ramen bar just okay uh mm -hmm. but the presentation is why you have to order this thing um it comes out with all the ingredients dry uh and they have a separate bowl uh they have the noodles in a bowl uh, and then it had eyeballs on it so they flip the noodles over so this little minion head. Oh, fine. And then they have the soup in another bowl with eyeballs. And they remove the bowl from the noodles at the same time that they pour the broth on to turn it into soup. Uh, it's the kind of fancy presentation that you would see in, like, an upscale restaurant. Um, I and I think it. they're mostly doing it because people would steal the little minion eyeball bowls otherwise. Yes. <laughs> so is this sort of like toadstool where you order and then it's sort of like, wait? No, it is better than that uh, oh. this is um at least for right now uh basically mobile order only um the way it works is that uh or at least the way it worked for me is that i i stood outside of the restaurant i picked what i wanted to order on the app showed it to them at the front door and they uh that i had ordered and they showed me to a table um and at that table i tapped the phone with the app against the RFID tag on the table and it instantly knew, okay, you're here, you're ready. Wow. And my food showed up at my table in about 15 minutes. That and is they, very they, brought, <laughs> they brought me water, they brought me silverware. Um, and I would say Universal's, uh, <laughs> Universal's mobile ordering service, especially when it's the table service, can be really hit or miss. I've mm -hmm. had it worked great. I've had it worked awful. This was the smoothest that I've had at work so far. Now, this is just opening day. Um, so if you do not do the app, there is one cash register where you can request to go and place an order in person. But this is really set up for mobile order. Wow. Uh, That's sure. really interesting because Universal doesn't push mobile ordering like at all. No, but they are, they are starting to. I've noticed a lot of changes to mobile order, uh, both in Hollywood and... Uh, they finally started rolling out in Hollywood. They didn't have it at mm -hmm. all for a long time. And in uh, Florida, uh, for the locations that are uh, table or not table service, but uh, window service, like a designated pickup window, they now, Chef's Kiss, finally have windows, time windows, where when you order your food, like Disney does, you right. say, this is when I'm going to come. Because before, they would have no idea when anyone was going to show up. Right. It was just and when you finally said you were there, it could take a long, long time before mm -hmm. it was ready. Uh, now, when you order your food, you're picking a 15-minute window, which you can reschedule if you need to. But it means that uh, I went to... Um, uh, I went to Fast Food Boulevard and uh, got the basket of bait the other day, which still <laughs> thumbs up. Um, uh, still love that calamari. Um, everyone was so mad at me because there's the line of people who are standing there waiting. Uh, so walk up, <laughs> and, and the line for mobile is just to the left of that and the little barrier between us. And everyone was giving me side eye that I was <laughs> jumping past them and getting their food. It was like, sorry, it's, it's mobile order. Right. Uh, I mean, just so, Universal is going to have to push it more, especially yeah. with, you know, Nintendo coming there, which is also reliant on an app. You know, I think they're like getting their technology. You know, they, 
they they weren't ready for it when the mm-hmm. pandemic hit and they were sort of forced to jump into it and uh it only worked when they had very little limited capacity um their old mobile right. order system when it came up against full capacity just completely broke down but uh i think now that they've kind of gotten a handle on it at least at most of locations um so mm-hmm. i recommend give it a shot um it'll it definitely saved me some time. Um, other food recommendations here. Like I said, I didn't try everything yet. I'm, I'm going to be making some return trips. Yes. Uh, but I know our good friend John Self, who was uh, checking in earlier, uh, has worked his way through most of the menu already. And uh, recommendations that I have been given are the fried cauliflower, which oh, is yes. vegan. And I've heard mm-hmm. it's really good. And also uh, definitely not vegan or kosher, but the pork sandwich uh, <laughs> has some some thumbs up uh i've heard mixed results on uh some of the dessert the the shakes you know um they always have very sweet uh drinks um and so uh depending on how sugary you like your food uh i've heard mixed results on that i'm sad uh, they didn't bring over the banana barbecue sauce Oh, no, I uh, did not have any banana barbecue sauce, but I want to go back and try that. There's a surprisingly wide menu. They've got um, a bunch of kids' items, um, really uh, diverse choices. I think it's a really, really great addition to their dining lineup. Um, In addition to the cafe, uh, we have Bake My Day. (laughs) The Minion Bakery is open. Uh, this is a mix of some sweets that are pre-packaged. Um, they do have a case, uh, full of treats. Sorry to report that none of them are vegan right now. Hopefully that can change in the future. And Universal does the best vegan dessert. I know. know. Yeah. Um, if you are vegan, uh, this is not one of our news items, but they recently, uh, opened a new snack stand right at the very front of the park, just outside of Minionland that is mostly vegan. They have uh, vegan hand pies, mm. brownies, snowballs, uh, a bunch of stuff. And it's all, I mean, even if you're not vegan, it's all really tasty. Uh, oh yeah. That's the hand pie that I think was in, started in wizarding. World. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's. That, that park needed another good spot to grab some vegan nosh. Um, so nothing vegan right now in Bake My Day, but there's um, snacks and there's also snack themed uh, merchandise, um, some really cute stuff. Yes, uh, I may have gotten a bunch of stuff from the cotton candy line that they Oh, did. yeah? Yes. <laughs> it's The merch is so good with min- everything Minion. It's yeah. amazing. Um. Other additions that are open now, uh, where the um, frozen drink stand for the Monsters Cafe used to be, is now Papanana uh, with banana and regular flavored popcorn. That is vegan. Um, they also you can get it in a very expensive specialty bucket. Um, I mean, I guess it's not that expensive, like thirteen and something dollars. Right. Um, uh, but um, the banana is kind of like got a kettle corn kind of texture, but the banana is it's it's a subtle banana. It's not like a slap you in your face banana. Interesting. Uh, I thought there was banana popcorn in uh, Star uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. Like, yes, I like that a lot. It, that was that a banana was chocolate mix that was yes. really tasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I think this so is a little a little less banana y than that from what I've interesting. heard. Interesting. But I haven't tried it yet myself. 
Um, they do have uh, a freeze ray pops popsicle stand with Gru and Minion popsicles that are really adorable. Um, they've also got uh, popsicles in a variety of flavors, um, including a couple that are vegan, uh, like cotton candy and coconut and lemon mint. A um, bunch of flavors there to try out. Um, and uh, if you are into meeting characters, they have debuted some new character costumes. Uh, they have some new characters from Sing. And they've got some revamped minion costumes uh, where the eyes are now googly. I don't think I'd seen that before. But when they shake their bodies, their oh, eyes yes. are swinging. Wait, I'm trying to, so I think at Hollywood they they, they, they had those in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I'd seen those previously in, in yeah. Orlando. Um, but uh, we're still waiting for the ride to open. Um, like yeah. we said, we're in the testing and training phase. And we could see um, soft openings. Uh, small group testing happening anytime in the next month or so, but I would not count on a grand opening until August. On Correct. Yeah. But the villain con um, exit gift shop, which is called evil stuff has opened. Uh, we chatted about that previously. And uh, that one is really cute for all of the statues inside of the minions cosplaying as their favorite villains. Uh, so go and check that one out if you're there. Adorable. So excited for the ride. I think it's a very good addition to yeah. uh, Universal Studios Flyer Um, All right. And boy, this is a jam-packed week of news. Uh, yeah. We touched on this a little earlier. Carowinds has had their 50th anniversary, uh, and they are wowing them with drones, fireworks, and more. You were one of those folks who got wowed. Yes, I was one of the folks that got wowed. Uh, Super impressive. Uh, Blake was there as well. It was amazing. I mean, I it's very something crazy about the drone show, but it was also like the proximity to kind of how close you are. Like mm. the Dollywood one, it feels because it's like backdrop to the mountains. Mm -hmm. At Carowinds, they do it over the water park, which is attached to the theme park. Uh -huh. And it just, I don't know, it was like a perfect vantage point to watch it. Super impressive. It taps into much like the rest of the 50th, it's history of, you know, aviation and exploration mm. in the Carolinas. So they use like planes and stuff they make with the drones. And it was just, it was just magical. It was really wow. good. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, the park celebrated uh, its 50th anniversary uh, on June 16th. Uh, with a rededication uh, from Manny Gonzalez, who's the uh, general manager. Um, and they have brought on, as you mentioned, a bunch of new additions uh, for 2023 uh, themed to aviation. Um, this, uh, the show that you got to see is called 50 Nights of Fire, and uh, it's going to keep running uh, through the summer. Um, and it honors the park's history uh, using a combination of fireworks and drones, uh, everything from jack-o'-lanterns to fighter jets floating in the air. Um, uh, and lots of little references to the park's past, right. uh, including the old uh, Top Gun roller coaster, mm -hmm. uh, if you remember the days when Paramount owned the park. Right. Um, and uh, everyone's favorite beagle, Snoopy himself. 
Yes, I, I love that. I mean, I, I think it would be worth that. seeing this show just to see Snoopy. Yes, here. it was. That was so cute. Um, uh, definitely love the history tie-in. You know, like, and they mentioned Scarewinds. You know, and you have the Jack O' Lantern. Yeah. It's it just, it's a good show. Awesome. Uh, well, you know, usually they are only doing these fireworks on uh, a major holiday, but uh, this year it's pretty special. So they are doing this every single night going through August sixth. Uh, and as you mentioned. Uh, the water park, Carolina Harbor, that shuts down at sundown. Um, so position yourself around the country fair area, uh, like near the uh, electro spin ride. Yeah, I was right in front of there and it was perfect. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, there's also a street party happening uh, before the fireworks each night uh, with live singers and dancers. Um <laughs> This is there is an official Carol Wins TikTok dance. Seriously, yes, there is, and they they taught it at one of the shows. We like earlier. There's a retrospect show which was excellent. That was just like old time songs. Vocalists were insane, and then they teach you the Carol Wins TikTok dance. Awesome. I sort of learned it, but very terribly. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, in addition, uh, there, well, is, there is yeah. yeah, there is a new show uh, called Retrospect. Uh, it features five decades of radio hits um, and uh, live singers uh, doing everything from AHA to One Direction to Ariana Grande and Iggy Azalea. That's happening over near the Sky Tower. Yeah, this was amazing. Their talent is just next level. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, there's not really a lot of opportunities if you want to be a performer to, you know, work on your craft. So that's mm. why I love seeing these theme park shows because you're really getting super talented people and these vocalists were just wow. Oh yeah. It was very similar thing with, um, you know, Bush Gardens, Williamsburg and mm -hmm. uh, Hershey park. Oh, where you yeah. have a, a theme park uh, that, that invests in live entertainment it becomes a magnet for you know people in that state if they're not a lot of other you know you're not living near broadway or you know uh hollywood student you know so it it attracts a lot of amazingly talented people oh definitely yeah i remember in college i had friends that would work uh hershey in the mm -hmm. summer you know they yep. put that performers and so you're getting really really good people yep. and these vocalists were top notch uh speaking of uh, really good people uh Brad Ross, who is an international star illusionist, uh, is bringing the uh, Carowinds Theater back to its roots. Uh, it started off when it was opened in 1973, showing a magic show, and now it's back with another magic show running on select dates through August 6th. This was awesome. And it oh, wasn't yeah. just like he was doing illusions. It was a scripted show. And there was also a character playing the like magician from 50 years ago. And this really oh. old school, like Harry Houdini. Okay. So it's like, it was a show. It, I loved it. It was, it was wonderful. Excellent. Um, well, uh, of course, it is not a celebration of theme park without food. No. <laughs> um, you've got uh, everything from the Carolina Gold Rusher cheeseburger to the 50 years of funnel cake. I didn't try the funnel cake, but I did try the cookie and the cupcake, and they were excellent. Excellent. And did you pick up any of the 50th anniversary merchandise? Oh, I did. I got the bucket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that is a nice bucket hat yes. bucket hats are making a comeback for good reason oh yeah so this is from the map collection that they've yes. had for a bit which is they've had a t-shirt a sweatshirt 
and socks, but the t-shirt and sweatshirt were just a little too much for me with that much pattern. So when they came out with the bucket hat, I'm like, I need this. This is a perfect pool hat. And I have already yeah. worn it this weekend at the pool. So, you know, I miss, uh, this was, used to be a staple. Um, I had from, from, I still have on my wall from when I was a kid from Disney world, the fun map, the giant fold out map. That's got intricate kind of cartoon detail yeah. and you could i i mean you could spend hours just looking at all the little things in those fun maps and i love that they are bringing those back i wish they would do modern ones oh my uh, god i know park. and it's like i save everything from all the parks and it's like my older maps are just the coolest you know, the new, yeah. new ones are like whatever you know they're very practical yep <laughs> but these older well this uh, is just one part of the summer fun happening uh all summer long um, we, we've got videos up there about the new Aeronautica landing, um, the new rides and attractions that they have. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, Formula uh, 305, uh, sorry, 325, um, the roller coaster that uh, we were talking about before. Uh, lots of great reasons to visit. Uh, they've even got a Grand Carnival food festival happening June 24th through July 9th. So lots of good reasons to uh, pick up that silver pass or gold pass. Uh, really reasonable prices, right. um, $115 to $135. Even their top line platinum pass is only $280. And that yep. gets you into every Cedar Fair park around the country. No, absolutely. I, I have the gold one and I didn't even know, but it includes unlimited scare wins too. Nice. So I was like, nice. oh, wow. no brainer, you know, especially if you're hitting the haunts. It's cheaper to just buy the gold pass. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, that will conclude Carowinds, but we've got one final bit of news in the queue. And that is a it is time to say goodbye to Sand Serpent, the oh, Wildmouse yeah. style roller coaster at Bush Gardens Tampa Bay is finally being retired. And I know that this ride is older than a lot of people who are listening to it because I wrote it its opening season at its opening park under its opening name. And I bet, <laughs> I bet no one but re me remembers what this originally was. I do not. Please tell me. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Sand Serpent at Bush Gardens. Uh, it is, like I said, a wild mouse coaster. Um, it is one of, it, it, it is one of 10 coasters at Bush Gardens, Tampa. And I would call it it is probably uh out of those 10 either number 10 or number nine uh mm -hmm. in terms of rewritability quality right uh, you know, <laughs> entertainment value uh but i have a soft spot for it in my heart because it debuted in 1996 at bush gardens williamsburg where it was called oh your part. wild izzy this was my senior year of college that it opened. And it why was it named the Wild Izzy? What does that mean? <laughs> because it was the year of the Summer Games, the Summer Olympics uh, in Atlanta, which was not that far away. And Izzy was the weird blobby mascot of the Summer Games in Atlanta. Most people only remember the Summer Games in Atlanta because of right. Richard Jewell. Um, uh, the the bombing where he was right. uh, accused of uh, yeah uh, so the wild Izzy was their idea to celebrate the summer games 
with a painful little wild mouse coaster. Um, <laughs> it honestly wasn't that painful. It's opening coat. It's opening season. But that was 1996. That was a long time ago. You were younger and more limber. I was more limber back then. Yes. As we get and, older, any and, of these hurt. And to be frank, uh, back then, Bush Gardens let you give have uh, two free beers a day every day. Uh, and I had turned 21 my senior year of college. So I had probably had at least one beer every time that I rode the Wild <laughs> Dizzy, uh, which definitely helps. Um, but uh, yeah, so it got uh, it's got its name changed. It got shipped uh, down south. It got rebuilt as the Sand Serpent. Uh, and it has been sitting there at Bush Gardens, Tampa Bay, uh, low these many years. But it's time has finally come. You know, it's like Adam, my husband, loves these. So I will go on them with him. But I don't know. They're not my thing. They're just so, they're so intense. I, I scream. I think he likes to hear me scream because I won't scream yeah. on a roller coaster. On this, I scream. It, you know, what makes these, they don't go very fast. They don't have very big drops. What makes them so intense is the lateral forces. There is typically no banking in a wild right. You When you turn a corner, everyone slams against the outside. And if you are sitting next to someone, um, you know, you, uh, depending on which side you are on, you will get crushed or you will do the crushing. Um, and uh, I, you know, my, my, uh, my wild mouse that I love to hate the most is probably Goofy's Sky School at Disneyland. Right. Um, especially if you can use the single rider, it's not worth waiting for. No. Uh, but uh, if you can use the single rider, it is just people get on and you hear them like they think, oh, it's going to be a cute little kitty coaster. And then they hit that first turn and you just hear them scream in agony and surprise. Uh, that never gets old. It's terrible mm -hmm. and wonderful in the same time. No, it, uh, they are. Yeah, exactly. They are terrifying right. and they don't look like they are. So if, they are. if if you if you love to be tortured by Sand Serpent, <laughs> uh, if you are an annual pass holder or annual pass member, uh, you can get exclusive early ride time on Sand Serpent uh, from June 30th through July 4th. Um, and uh, they've also got uh, an ongoing event right now, Summer Nights. Uh, during the evening where you can uh, get your last nighttime ride in on uh, sand serpent. Uh, that one's included in a regular park admission. The very last day that you can ride sand serpent is July 9th. So if Ooh. for some unknown reason, uh, you really, really want to experience this again, <laughs> that's your deadline, July 9th. Um, we, <laughs> We're pretty sure something is going to come and replace this, but uh, we don't have any official uh, announcement. Um, we just know that there are addition plans to expand Pantopia. So uh, we will just have to wait and see, uh, guessing probably before the end of the year, we will have uh, some official details on what is going to take its place. Are you going to miss this one? No. <laughs> I can tell you no. Brutal, brutal. I, I don't think don't I've hold back. Been no, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I I yeah, like I said, it's it's got a place in my heart because it, it's history. But uh, I'm letting I'm I'm ready to let it be history. Yes. Don't, don't need to be in the present. So uh, we have come to the end of the news in the queue.
But before we jump into this week's main attraction, let's hear a word from our sponsors. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. All right, and it's time for the main attraction. All right, well, we already talked about it a bit at the top of the show when we covered the uh, general announcements about uh, Hollywood, uh, sorry, uh, about the holidays at Walt Disney World. But now we are going to do a little bit of a deeper dive into some of the details about Disney's Jollywood Nights. Correct. Yes, this is brand new, so it warrants a little deep dive. Uh, so this is going to be an after-hours hard-ticketed event taking place at Disney's Hollywood Studios, and it's only 10 evenings. So I was a little surprised by that amount. Mm-hmm. Were you a little bit like, I thought there would be more? I don't know. Yeah, it, it almost, so well. well, you know, we have, we have gotten used to between uh mickey's not so scary and mickey's uh holiday party basically taking over you know like four nights a week of magic kingdom for you know three solid months um this kind of seems to me like they are dipping their toes in the water and seeing what the response is um i think that uh especially if you are going to close the magic kingdom early for lots of nights and this is a peak a peak time of the year um to both close magic kingdom and hollywood studios early we know from the recent uh taacom report that these are uh disney's top two performing parks in terms of attendance uh you know in in 2022 at least uh magic kingdom more or less had held steady um hollywood studios Mm -hmm. held steady saw a tiny bit of growth Epcot and um, Animal Kingdom have lost attendance, relatively speaking, to the point where um, Islands of Adventure is above Hollywood Studios and uh, Universal Studios Florida is just below it. So you've got to imagine in terms of market share, in terms of um, having a place to put these guests that you want to be filling your hotels with these hotel discounts that they are going to offer through the fall and the winter, which is honestly quite unusual. We, we haven't seen those discounting. So they're trying to fill up the parks. They're trying to fill up the resort for this holiday season to get those numbers up. You got to have somewhere to put those people. And uh, by nature, these hard ticket events have limited attendance. So they reduce the number of people that you're holding in the park. Um, so unless they want to convince everyone to go to Epcot, uh, they have they they've kind of limited in how many nights they can take over the parks for hard ticket events. I imagine that if uh, we looked at the calendar, we would see that these ten evenings are probably evenings that the uh, Magic Kingdom is not closing early for mm-hmm. their uh, their Mickey's event. Right. So if you are going to be at Hollywood, I guess you got to see Fantasmic and then get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Fantasmic, uh, this this event starts at 8.30 p.m. and runs till uh, 12.30 a.m. Um, now, normally, uh, in order to see Fantasmic, um, the park has to close uh, later than, than 
eight o'clock. Um, so we'll have to check the entertainment schedule. Uh, if you are just there on a day ticket, uh, you might not be able to see Phantasmic. At the absolute most, there will only be one showing of Phantasmic yes. on these I nights. I think Whereas someone from the event confirmed, confirmed it. So yeah, there will be a single one, showing. Yes, yeah. one single showing. And and that uh, that single showing on nights where they only do one Phantasmic, that, that one showing can get really crowded. Oh, my so God, yeah. Keep that in mind if you are planning on, uh, you know, we always recommend <clears throat> don't, burn a day ticket before you are going to a hard ticket event that not, night. Not, not, not. <laughs> but also um, be careful if you are going to use your day ticket on a day where you're going to have to be kicked out early because of a hard ticket event. Um, plan that carefully because you might miss out on things like Fantasmic uh, or fireworks or stuff that um, would be harder to see on a day like that. Absolutely. Especially if you don't have a park, yeah. house, you know, you don't want to necessarily waste it on this day. But uh, as far as events go, so mm -hmm. I'm not a very merry or a not so scary person. That's just not my style. Mm -hmm. I like this because it seems a little bit more adult focused. Um, yeah. So what are some of the uh, events at the uh, the Jollywood event? Uh, one of some of the happenings that you uh, were most excited about seeing. Well, I think you could probably guess, and it's going to be having <laughs> a craft cocktail at the Hollywood Tower Hotel uh. courtyard. So, if you ever got, you know, were interested in doing a Disney wedding, that is one of the venues that you could either have your ceremony or like a dinner at. And so I'm like, I've always wanted to go to something there. Yes, that is reason alone for me to purchase a ticket. You know, it's it is a lovely. A uh, very underused spot in the mm -hmm. parks, um, and there was a brief time where it looked like they were going to put a bar in the exit of uh, Tower of Terror. Yes, that was I. Re I remember it vividly. It was, it was like, like it all got set up and then it yes. disappeared. So the funny you say that because that was right when Nomad Lounge opened at Animal Kingdom. Yes, and yes. I was there for opening, and I happened to be sitting next to an Imagineer who worked on Nomad, and mm. I was like tell me about this Tower of Terror bar. And he was like, there was never a plan for it. It was just a rumor. Interesting. 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 Yes. So just had to share that. But now... Well, now you will finally get... Maybe, maybe. I mean, sometimes people start rumors in order to make them come true. Right. <laughs> and maybe this is one of those cases. Uh, you're finally going to get to visit the Tip Top Lounge. Um and they mentioned that it will feature some new guests stuck in the Twilight Zone. So I'm wondering if that's it'll probably be an interactive walk around yes. character. Um, they've so, done Twilight Zone bellhop characters yes. uh, mm -hmm. and stuff for special events before. So that is really neat. Absolutely. Um, but I'm worried about the capacity because that is very small. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be definitely a selling point for a lot of visitors. So I guess if you're going to this event, you're going to want to like beeline it. Right yeah. there and wait. There also uh there is also gonna be a jazz lounge right around the corner at the Hollywood Brown Derby. Uh so that also sounds interesting. Um I gotta say, uh I am a very serious adult, which is the reason that <laughs> my favorite thing on this is the new musical variety show with Kermit the Frog yes. and Miss Piggy. Oh. Uh it has been way too long since we've had a new uh Muppet entertainment offering. Uh, as, as far as I'm concerned, we need a new Muppet show at, at Disney every year or two. Um, so this is interesting. 
I can't remember. I know the Muppets have had stage shows before. I don't remember them interacting with Disney characters before. So right. Kermit and Miss Piggy are going to host a show featuring Tiana, Belle, Minnie, and Mickey Mouse. Um, so, and it's not just going to be a projection or a screen. Uh, I think it's going to be full body costume characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally, I'd prefer it if they did with puppets, but I think it might be weird if you have like a tiny Kermit and a full sized uh, Mickey Mouse. Hey, it sounds perfect to me. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I love this event is because it really feels like targeted for a specific <clears throat> sector of Disney fans, like very serious Disney fans. We have a lot of yeah. people that love Muppets. We have a lot of people that love, you know, the the lore of the Tip Top Lounge. And it's just like an event that feels like it's for us, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we mentioned earlier that uh, California gets a great holiday overlay at uh, their Haunted Mansion with Nightmare Before Christmas. We unfortunately will never probably get that in Orlando, but we are going to get a sing-along of The Nightmare Before Christmas in the Hyperion Theater. Uh, And that's going to feature Jack and Oogie Boogie. And I expect that will be kind of similar to the uh, Frozen sing-along show Mm -hmm. that they do. Um, I was once on a Disney Cruise Line where they showed uh, Nightmare Before Christmas in 3D with uh, 4D effects and uh had the sing-along subtitles and that was so much fun that was the whole movie uh this will probably be an edited down version because you don't want to spend 90 minutes of your party uh just watching the movie how are we going to do this all in four hours no i have no idea that's the thing this thing starts at 8 30 and only runs till 12 30. it's a lot to to pack into four hours especially when you consider uh you've got rides to do um you've got slinky dog rock and roller coaster Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, uh, Smuggler's Run, and they are going to be bringing back the virtual queue for Rise of the Resistance, which might be a good thing so you don't kill your night standing in the line. Right, but also, like, I feel like you can't even go on any rides if you even want to do a majority of this stuff. And, you know... I'm not going to go on a ride if I go to this, you know? Yeah, well, <laughs> all I mean, if you are an annual pass holder, if you are a regular mm-hmm. visitor, you have done all these rides before. And as far as I am aware, there's no special overlays. Um, like, it seemed easy to me to swap in some holiday music to Rock and Roller Coaster or... Um, now, what I would love is to see a holiday overlay of Smuggler's Run, oh, where you your great. mission is to get Chewbacca back home for life day and i love that idea and you run into b arthur <laughs> perfect perfect <clears throat> um no that's not going to happen unfortunately. too like how am i going to do the photo ops try some exclusive snacks and go to tip top lounge yeah and see kermit you know well lot. speaking of photo ops um you've got mickey and minnie and the gang uh they're going to be an animation courtyard and they're going to have a special set with holiday props powerline max is going to be doing meet and greets uh phineas and ferb they're both gonna, they're all going to be at echo lake um and uh edna mode is going to be with frozone at pixar plaza which recently reopened mm-hmm. um and uh frozen uh, uh sorry frozone is going to make it snow um and uh you're gonna get uh digital downloads of uh and two new photo pass experiences included in the price of the ticket 
they are going to be holiday-themed magic shots and event-themed uh, lenses to snap with. Um, and uh, finally, last but not least, it couldn't be a holiday party without food to uh, buy and then take a picture of and then take one bite of before you throw away. Correct. Yes. Uh, this spicy <laughs> Korean chicken on a funnel cake looks amazing. That's pretty decadent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that... uh, they always do the best boozy hot chocolate at Hollywood Studios. That is very true. That that's one I would not throw. I would I would finish the drinks. Uh, it's so good. Specialty it's... cocktails for sure. Oh, absolutely. So I'm excited to see what they come up with. I'm sure there's going to be. They always do some crazy cocktails there during the holidays. A lot of them are like sugar bombs, but mm -hmm. some are really good. So. Uh, here are a few details that you need to know. Um, if you are a guest of the resort hotels, the Swan or Dolphin or Shades of Green, tickets are going on sale June 29th. Uh, for everyone else, July 6th. Uh, this is going to be on DisneyWorld.com, and I guarantee the queue oh. will give you a spinning line and probably crash on you uh, at some point. And it will be a really fun experience that people clear will say, your day. That's all. Clear I'll your say. day because everyone is going to be so happy on social media that day. Mm -hmm. uh, ticket prices, uh, you know, compared to the other hard ticket we were event talking we we're about earlier, um, the range is one fifty nine to one seventy nine. So a little higher on the low end, a little lower on the high end. Um, if you're a pass holder, or a DVC member, uh, you can get ten dollars off um, on so. It's just a flat ten dollars. There used to be much deeper discounts on mm -hmm. certain nights. Uh, now it's you know flat ten bucks off. Fine, whatever. Uh, the thing though is, you know, I know a lot of these. Um, I'm used to these doing these hard ticket parties out in California, where it's usually a three hour mix in. Mix you get in. in three hours before, and that really helps improve the value uh, of of your ticket. Uh, this one is only an hour and a half mix in. Um, the the uh, event officially starts at 8 30 p.m and you get in at 7 p.m um so that's not a lot of time to take advantage of rides uh but you know maybe you get in one or two attractions if you're lucky right um, see i like i love the mix-in i mean i usually have annual so it doesn't really matter but sure the mix-in is good because i feel like you don't want to personally i don't want to waste my time like going to get all this food you know i'm not talking about specialty uh -huh. treats like it's a good way to go in maybe go to like tune in or 50s prime time have a mm -hmm. drink sit down eat and then you can mark your territory of where you want to start you can you can strategize yeah. and uh i would highly recommend um using that uh that mix in time figure out which the most popular um if, if you're a meet and greet person, what's the most popular meet and greet mm -hmm. um, and target, especially what's the most popular one that's the furthest from the entrance. So you're already in the park, get back there, um, line up a little bit beforehand for that. So you can knock that off and not spend party time waiting for that. Absolutely. And like with Oogie Boogie Bash every year, like I mm -hmm. legitimate make a plan because yep. I feel like you can't just go into these things. You absolutely need to. You need to like look on the map where everything is, you know, the times. And if you make a plan, you could really do a lot. And I feel like get your money's worth as opposed to just like showing up. Um, well, as we mentioned earlier, we've got a video on our YouTube channel with all of the details. So check that out.
And that is just going to about bring us to the end of another episode. A lot of news. Uh, wow, we went over. Thank you for sticking with us, those yes, of you who are you. still here. Um, it's an exciting time of year, though. You know, we're talking about everything that we look forward to from Halloween to the holidays. So it's exciting. Before we go, uh, let us just jump back and take a look at some of the comments that were left for us while we were recording. Uh, Vince Lamb hopping in. He was a little late, but he wants to wish everyone a happy Juneteenth. Um, and Michael Bingham hopefully is going to be going to Mickey's very Merry Christmas this year. I uh, hope you get to see it. Um, Brian Tull giving a thumbs up to those holiday costume oh, drawing designs so for the uh, Disney Christmas characters. And uh, as we were talking about the Minion Cafe, uh, Michael is excited to check out the steak and cheese Ray sandwich. It does look good, yeah. Fantastic attractions. Checking in to say okay. hi. Uh, S. Jester also uh, waving hello. And Hassan Terrell um, saying hello and wishing everyone a happy Father's Day. Um, yes, you are right, Fantastic Attractions. There is going to be a lot to do at Jollywood crammed into just four hours. Four hours. And I know Michael is going to prioritize saying hello to <laughs> Phineas and Ferb. That brings us to the end of our comments. Before we go, we want to thank once again our sponsor, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. And I want to remind everyone to please give us a rating and a review wherever it is you listen to us. Uh, and please be sure to follow us on attractionsmagazine.com. Search for Attractions Magazine on your favorite social media accounts. You can find me on social at the UG series, at the unofficial guides, and the unofficialguides.com. Carly, where can everyone find you? Yes, I am on Instagram at Adventures by Carly and on Twitter at Carly Caramana. Until next week, we hope you folks stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun, and we will see you again next time. Bye.